1: put all your energy behind, whatever you partake in life, do the best, do it 100%. In Corona times, we have a new visitor in front of our mic. I'll let him introduce himself so you quickly know who's on the other side.
0: Hi, uh, my name is uh, Rob Rosselli. I'm over here in the States, uh, not too far from New York City and dealing with this coronavirus as apparently most of the world is right now and just trying to figure it out, I guess. Uh, it's very difficult to get information um, from our so-called government and, and this sort of thing, but um, I guess we're going to try and discuss things and hear things out, and that's basically what it is.
1: Yeah, but, uh, if, if I'm, and I'm mistaken, uh, New York got hit in pretty bad. That's that's at least the news reports we're getting here in Belgium.
0: Yeah, in New York City, um, as far as the United States, it seems to be the epicenter Um, It has very much to do with uh, the governance of of the state and city of New York, which is mostly, I call it liberal. I don't know what the equivalent term would be in Europe. So basically, it's just basically politicians uh, importing a lot of poor people so they can buy their votes with free welfare checks. I mean, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not interested in helping people. Um, they're interested in hating Donald Trump and hating this country. Um, is really what it boils down to. Um, so they, you know, that they're running around, um, you know, as, as, as late as late February, you know, telling everybody it's safe, it's safe, and you know, go to Chinatown and celebrate with the Chinese and all this sort of thing. And look, I, I don't want to, you know, I know you can't say Chinese because it's racist and all this sort of thing. And I, you know, this is which kind of makes my point this is the mentality of these people instead of trying to deal with the problem they're, they're worried they're still worried about semantics and political correctness so um i, I believe and i'm talking about the politicians and, and those that vote, keep voting for the same people it's fundamentally insane um and, and you're starting to see it um with the way they're acting and what they're saying and what they're doing but you know so for example you had the, the health commissioner of new york city um almost basically telling people to come to Chinatown and celebrate and you know apparently they have this you know Lunar New Year or whatever it is every year which is fine you know whatever it's there right I'm, I'm not believe it, I'm not begrudging Adam that. I mean, that's what makes this country great um, you know my parents my grandparents came from Italy you know it's real asylum so I'm not gonna be a hypocrite I'm not you know I want to be very careful about this especially in today's climate but be that as it may um, you know it was not a very good idea from a. Uh, epidemiology disease standpoint um, and, and, and they should have known that now be aware I mean that's almost a month after Donald Trump issued a travel ban from China um, you know and where where a lot of those people would have ended up would have been right in New York City I mean you know you got three international airports um, right in the New York City area you got Newark right in New Jersey just across the Hudson River from New York and you know inside you got LaGuardia and JFK which is really an international hub um, you know, it's really seen most of the international flights come in and go out of JFK, which is the southern, extreme southern part of New York City. Um, it's southern Queens, but so it's ironic in New York City. I mean, basically, I don't know if people aren't familiar with the political landscape in the United States, I mean, the, the coasts generally, uh, the big cities tend to be quote liberal. I mean, New York City, Boston, Washington D.C., and, and then in the left coast, it's called the West Coast, but. San Francisco, uh, Seattle, those sorts of places. Um, but be that as it may, they they probably, I mean, in all likelihood, they accentuated the um, the severity of the disease by you know encouraging people to congregate. Um, you know, and a lot of those people probably already had the virus, and, and then they so they contracted it. So then they're spreading it out. The problem is, um, you know, most of the country. You know the middle part of the country, let's say the more conservative part, does not really particularly care for New York and San Francisco, the so-called liberal uh, places. But the problem is, what started happening is when you know before the government really stepped in and, and, and started putting quarantines, a lot of people were escaping New York. I mean, there was a movie escape from New York, uh, mm-hmm. you know, thirty years ago. when people started uh, running. I mean, literally going up, you know, going up to England, you know, less populated areas. Down to Florida, a lot of New Yorkers, you know, they moved, to, they retired to Florida, escaped the winter and whatnot, and, um, and and they spread the virus. So, you know, I don't want to generalize, but, you know, one of the, just a sidebar, one of the side effects of this whole thing is going to be, um, I mean, look, Donald Trump was a, is a lightning rod. I mean, he really, you know, and I, I'm personally a supporter. I wasn't at the beginning, um, but anyway, but. What he's done is he, he has kind of elicited such vitriol and hatred from these people. Um, and, and it's a vitriol and a hatred that's really based in, in a hatred of the United States as as, as it was founded. Okay, I mean, these so-called liberals, I mean, everything they, they want to do is really... So what I'm saying is they really don't hate the United States. I mean, I'm excuse me, they don't really hate Donald Trump per se. They really hate the United States. And I, and I mean that literally. Um, I mean, these are academics. These are globalists. What do you want to call you Liberals, you know. You know so... And by Donald Trump being elected president, you know, he you know, again, he elicited the, that, that vitriol. So that, that was the environment before the coronavirus really hit. Now all of a sudden, now you got New Yorkers who were calling Donald Trump a xenophobe and a racist for instituting a travel ban while they were running around De Blasio, the mayor of New York and his health commissioner, I can't remember her name, saying, Come to Chinatown, it's no problem, Trump's a racist. He's a xenophobe for doing this. Now all of a sudden, you know, four weeks later, these people look awfully stupid um the problem is is that the political fractures that existed prior to this have, have really have I believe have gone up exponentially and, and now you know the rest of the country really hates New York um and I'm not saying that's correct position but I'm just saying the reality of it so that's another thing you know we have to pay attention to. I mean this country's going it was not it was really Heading towards a, a, a civil war and, I, and I'm, I'm not advocating that I'm just talking you understand I'm talking very objectively here and I'm not encouraging mm-hmm. that but you know again just because there's such disagreement between really most of the country and, and the big cities and, and the coast and the universities, the North universities and Northeastern universities and this sort of thing and, and there's a reason for that And we can get into the quote conspiracy theory side of things if you want but I'm just giving you the on-the-ground situation so So, for example, what's happening in the state of Florida, I mean, the state police are sitting on I-95. I mean, that's the main highway that runs down the East Coast from Maine down to Florida. Um, They're sitting on I-95 and not letting people from New York in to Florida. Um, And and Florida's a very conservative place, and as are many parts of New York. And once you leave the city, um, as is the general trend in this country, once you get outside the cities and away from the universities, um, the country is still more traditional. It's more conservative more Trump type people. Um, and by these people going out to those kinds of places to escape the virus that they're, and again, I'm generalizing, but that they voted for the idiot politicians that allowed this to gain a foothold in this country. They ended up catching a lot of them. And then they, then they say, well, we better get out of here. And then they end up spreading it, you know, leaving the, leaving the cities and, and spreading it to the rest of the country. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a real problem. And, and you know, and, and besides the disease itself and i'm not trying to belittle the disease itself which is a whole enigma and mystery uh you know i don't, don't probably have nearly enough time to, to to discuss that i mean its origins and how it really started but you know you're gonna you're really gonna have a lot of problems here and i, I don't think people are looking at that long term because when and if you know this thing kind of lessens you you know or decreases you're, you're gonna have all these wounds still sitting around and it's I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not sure this country survives it. And, and there are politicians already. You're already starting to see them looking to capitalize on it. Um, and you're already seeing it. And, and, and these people are really, um, they're devils. And I'm just going to come right out and say it. just um, you know, like, What's
1: that? How, how does actually the, because for example, I'll give an example here in Belgium. We've been in lockdown for, um, I think it's three three, almost four weeks now which means uh-huh. that we can only do essential uh, movements, So to the store, to the doctor, the pharmacy and to take gas, but only in our neighborhood. So, for example, I can't drive up to the next city just to, go to do my groceries. I have to stay in my own city and do my groceries here. Um, how much has uh, Corona at this moment uh, changed your life in near New York? Do you see lots of police on the streets? Are you still allowed to go everywhere? Um, are are you robbed of your some of your basic rights, basic amendments?
0: Well, well, where I am immediately, it's a, a little bit. I mean, for you know, for example, you know, you know, my wife went to the grocery store last weekend, and, and you know, now we're starting to be limited on how many eggs you can buy, how many packs of meat, and this sort of thing. I mean, you know, it hasn't where I am, it hasn't really started. I'm in the suburbs outside of New York City, but Inside New York City, I can't really tell you, but, you know, it doesn't take a you know rocket scientist to figure out that, you know, you have, let's say, 10 million people in a, I don't know if you count all the boroughs, I mean, you know, New York is Manhattan, everybody, you know, Empire State Building, World Trade Center, that sort of thing, that's what people want, but there's actually five boroughs, surrounding boroughs, so let's just say that that's, I don't know off the top of my head, I'd have to say 40 square miles, you probably have 10 million people in 40 square miles, so, you know, how are you going to keep feeding those people under, that, under these circumstances? And then beyond that, you have Long Island, um, which tends to be more conservative, by the way. And and, and in, there was already articles coming out just, just to kind of go back a little bit. Um, you know, People on the eastern side of Long Island are really getting PO'd uh, with people trying to come out of New York City because what they're doing is they're overrunning these little towns and, and taking all the supplies. And, and then Long Island is on the other side of New York City, and I'm just not sure logistically... If they close down New York City, which uh, you know I don't think is outside the realm, although they have not done it yet, not outside out the realm of possibility. And you know, what's going to happen to all the people on Long Island? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, granted, you know they're surrounded they're an island, surrounded by water, but you know I'm not a you know, I not I do not know the logistics of how you get supplies to that many people. I mean, you, you, know, you bring it out on, on cruise ships and you know you know tugboats bringing it to shore. I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm trying to be funny, but you know if you count all those people, I mean you you probably got you know, maybe, maybe say. 10 to 15 million people with very with very uh narrow choke points i mean being the roads and the bridges um so if this thing keeps to get out of hand or they, the government tries to keep these people locked down i, I don't see how it's going to last long term and you know people are locked in their apartments. so you already have those kinds of issues i mean just uh psychologically being locked in your apartment if you especially if you're in new york i mean a city that never sleeps right i mean these people are used to you know hustle and bustle and moving around now you're telling them to shelter in place and now all of a sudden you know you know, they're going to start running out of food and water and basic necessities, um, it's, it's, it's not going to be pretty, um, so, and, and recently Trump just called up the National Guard, uh, you know, a million, a million members, that's, that's an unprecedented call-up of, of reservists, um, you know, you got the whole Cheyenne Mountain thing, you know, the NORAD, North American Air Defense Command, they went to their bomb shelters, I mean, those are like nuclear war era, uh, shelters that's what they're built for um so that mm-hmm. that's a that's a continuity of government kind of thing um so you have that going on so there's a lot of big stuff you have mortuaries you you have um something like a hundred thousand body bags and, and and mobile mortuaries being sent to new york city um and all, and all this sort of thing so you know it, it's it's getting it it's really it's getting really unpredictable unstable because uh, at the same time you know there's a lot of news stories and i've come across these as well that the disease is not as um endemic or as pervasive as they're saying it is i mean there's there's people that come down on both sides of the fence and i'm not talking about the government i I don't i don't believe what uh, you know a word of what the government says i mean donald trump brought things a little bit of honesty back to government but he's surrounded by devils and, and 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 fifth column sellouts like i was saying before and we're starting to see that the way the press and some of these politicians are acting and you know supporting china but anyway um in general I, I don't buy anything the government's trying to sell me um, but I, so I, I'm talking about websites that I actually respect and you know medical doctors and this sort of thing and conspiracy sites I think they call them um, and it's really conflicting signals and I, I don't, I'm not trying to belittleless I'm not trying you know, I know people are suffering and dying and there's no doubt about that but is the magnitude does the magnitude justify the governmental response of what's going on? Um, And and, and there's a lot of just outright insanity. I mean, for example, um, you know, I don't know know how you guys have Fox News in Europe, and I'm not a huge fan of Fox News. I I think ultimately they're, you know, they're establishment hacks. But there are a few, you know, people that I that I that I watch, that I I respect and and like. But anyway, um, you know, there was a report on there the other night. Um, They're releasing prisoners in a lot of cities all over the country, and these governors, you know, why would you release? You know, dan- and dangerous prisoners. I mean, at the same time, they're you know they're they're trying to implement draconian uh, laws. You know, shelter in place and don't go out. of The police are going to arrest you. I mean, certain places are worse than others. I saw the mayor of Washington D.C. saying, "If you're on the streets and you know you don't have a good reason, you know we're going to we're going to haul you in." And then and they're shutting they're shutting down gun stores. I mean, I know I don't know how in Belgium, I don't know, but the Second Amendment's very big in this country, um, and and the founders of this country put it in there because they didn't trust centralized government, right? I mean, they came out of Europe. They, they didn't like the uh, they didn't like the Catholic Church running things. They certainly didn't care for, the you know, the King and the Queen of England, Bloody Mary and all that. And they, they didn't want a strong central government. That's the mentality they came up from. And, and then they put the Second Amendment in there um, as the ultimate check against, you know, government overreach. You know, I'm not sitting here, you know, again, I'm not advocating violence or a revolution or anything like that. That's just basic historical facts. So, mm-hmm. you know, why... Why all of a sudden, you know, why are they targeting uh, the Second Amendment? And this was starting to happen before this whole coronavirus situation. In places like the state of Virginia, um, you know, they they were, um, you know, they're making all kinds of draconian laws against the Second Amendment. Okay, so obviously, you know, and, and out in the more rural committees, I mean, they, they got po. There was a huge protest in Virginia, and they got the government governor to back down. But, you know, those, those are generally law-abiding places. I mean, these small country towns. I mean, you don't have crime. You don't have this sort of thing. So. And obviously a criminal, if you're an MS-13, you know, which is a very dangerous Mexican gang that just led waltz across the border on, on challenge and that sort of thing. But, you know, if you're one of those gangs, I mean, are you really going to go register your gun? So it's ridiculous. So, again, and if you look at, you know, gun control, the biggest advocates of gun control are people like Adolf Hitler and and Mao and Stalin and all that kind of thing. And, I, and I'm not trying to be funny here, but the liberals in this country hate the Second Amendment. And they I was say... Because it symbolizes red state america conservative america and plus they, they're power hungry so they're they're using what i'm the point i'm trying to make is they're using this virus to cover over or, or kind of camouflage what their real political motives are which is um you know they're they're very pro uh, uh what do you call it criminal you know just, they're letting criminals out of jail and at the same time you know you're making it a crime for normal people to you know to go out and get a gallon of milk i mean it's being a little bit of an exaggeration, but that's basically where it's going. Um, at the same time, you know, you're not allowed, to, and the police are getting the coronavirus, and you support, and the police is already undermanned, uh, you know, to deal with the crime wave that these people have brought on with their, you know, their open immigration policies, like, as you're dealing with in Europe, um, you know, and I'm not saying, look, I'm not being a hypocrite, you know, look, if I was in Mexico, I'd probably be doing the same thing to try to get to this country and to make a better life for myself. I'm not saying that at all, but, the problem is, you know, you let anybody across. I mean, you know, a lot of that's gangs. Um, Hezbollah from Iran. I mean, if they caught all kinds of characters on, on the Mexican border. So you have to believe if they, those are the people that they've caught, who, who has gotten in? So that's a whole other issue that, that, that we need to worry about here on top of everything else. But, you know... Just getting back to them, the major point is that these they're, they're moving their political agenda under under the camouflage of this virus. So, you know, they, you don't think you think prisoners, you think we have a racist criminal justice system. They're letting these people out um, and on the streets while at the same time they're arresting legitimate citizens. Um, so there's a political agenda to it. Planned Parenthood, which is, you know, the abortion uh, provider, you know, they're calling on health care. Um, and, and, you know, the government's shutting down all non-essential, you know, services and, you know, they're, they're, they're running short on medical supplies, but you you know, we have the resources to, to still provide abortions and kill babies in this country. Um, you know, some state governors tried to stop it, but they were, they were, they were sued and they lost in court and federal judge or whatever listed, you know, removed the injunction against So Now, you, you know, in all this, you can still go get an abortion and, 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 you know, whatever medical supplies they suck out of the system, they're still using. So... There's some real evil going on here, and then of course you got you know the you know Nancy Pelosi and, and I don't know how how close you guys follow American politics, but they're already talking about investigating Trump over his response to this virus. And I, look, I'm not trying to deify the man or saying he's perfect at all, but um, <clears throat> you know these are the same people that were calling him a xenophobe and a racist for instituting the travel ban that probably literally saved a lot of their lives. And I'm, I'm not I mean literally like the people like by Trump instituting travel ban, he probably saved maybe tens, of hundreds of thousands of people in New York's lives. Yet they're the ones supporting the politicians, you know, the, because there was New York and California politicians, the main ones going after Trump. So now, you know, the people you voted for are going after the guy that literally saved your life. So when I, you know, when I say these people are evil and deviants and they really hate America, that's, you're really starting to see it. Um you know, so you got those kinds of situations going on, and, and people aren't going to put up with that for long. Um, and then you have the whole Chinese question. Um, you know, I personally believe, and there's all kinds of stories coming out. And I'm, this is, you know, people call me a conspiracy theorist, and I guess for years I have been, but now it's all everything I've been saying, unfortunately, is turning out to be true. Um, and, and other people, I'm not the only one, but anyway, but you know, you got to look at the Chinese, uh, how they reacted to the virus, and, and, and in my view. Uh, you know, I'm just connecting dots here. Is, you know, it's an unnatural virus, um, and and I think they they stole it from the United States or was given to them. I mean, there's professors up at Harvard University and these kinds of places that have recently been arrested for, um, you know, trying to ferret out of the country um, vials of, of SARS and this sort of thing. Over the last year, they've been catching these people, and now it's, all these new stories are starting to come out all of a sudden. Um, you know, Canada, the same thing. So, you know, you had China lying about the virus, lying about the origin of the virus, the severity of it, and in the months leading up to it, buying up all the medical supplies. I mean, Australia has a big problem. They, they bought up all of Australia's medical supplies, Canada, the same thing, United States. So they were buying up medical supplies all over the world while this vi- while they were lying to the world about the severity of the virus that they created. Um, so again, and, and then in this country, you, you still have the same politicians that hate Trump, going after Trump for his response, but at the same time, they're, they're saying how, they're, they're saying how great China is. So when I say there's a there's a fifth column movement in this country that's that, that's that's entrenched itself through the so-called universities uh, and these politicians, I'm I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm I'm saying it's it, it's becoming real. And, and this virus, I think, is is ex- exposing it as well as serving as a cover for a lot of these these evil politicians to institute you know a lot of policies that they would not have otherwise. Been able to do. I mean, they're granting themselves emergency powers through a lot of this stuff, um, and the constitutions being you know revoked. Uh, it was was being revoked you know before this, but now that those trends are being accelerated, uh, and I think the Chinese are sitting back and watching this. And you know, they they created it. They created it with the intention of of, of, of I'm convinced of, of using it on the United States because this is in other words, this is World War Three, um, and they have a lot of help in this country is is, is the overall point. So we have that to worry about. Um, and, and they, I, I believe that they were going to, they intended to release it at a time, but I think they just, they didn't know how to handle it and it got out and, and now they have to, you know, I guarantee you they're over there just as nervous saying, you know, what do we do now? You know, what do we really, you know, we released and now you could see them pointing fingers at you know, back at the United States, you know, it came from you guys and this sort of thing. Um, so there's a lot of, you um, I guess other pressure points coming in on this mm-hmm. that that we have to, you know, we're going to have to deal with. And I, I'm not, I'm not sure this country survives. I, I as a matter of fact, you know, and this this where it kind of gets on the biblical side of things. I'm, I don't, I don't think this country makes it because there's just there's too much fracturing going on, and and we've we've been sold out. I mean, we've been and, and what
1: exactly do you mean? That the country doesn't make it? You mean um, the states won't won't join in together? Is that what you mean, or or? What would be the biggest impact of of the situation that is going on right now?
0: Well, you know, as I mentioned, but prior to all this, I mean, you already had major political fractures in this country that, you know, look, they've always been here. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, politics is politics. I I get it, but never, at least, you know, since I've been alive, um, there's been this much um, divergence of political opinions. And and this, like I was saying before, you know, with New York, and then, you know, they're responsible for importing into this country Trump tried to save them, and now they're idiot politicians that let it in. Now they're trying to escape, you know, and giving it to the rest of the country after they were, you know, they were warned. But so, what's going to happen is um, you, you're going to have a lot of finger pointing, and it's already starting. And 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 now, on top of just political differences, you, you're going to have fractures. I mean, there's already states. I mean, it's already happening. I mentioned Virginia, the state of Virginia, before. There's counties in the. Um, western part of the state the more out, outlying outside the cities that we're talking about leaving the state of Virginia and joining up with West Virginia and why is that important if you extrapolate that situation over the rest of the country i mean you have sections like let's say take New York for example i mean once you leave New York City New York City becomes very conservative um you know more red state more Donald Trumpish you know the further you get out from New York City you know the outlying communities but the problem is New York is very, quote, very liberal because you got 10 million people in New York City that, you know, that are just very liberal. And that's just the way it is. So the numbers, they outweigh these outlying communities. But so they, they hate the upstaters, hate the downstaters in New York. I mean, in, in California, the same thing. There's there's sections of California that can't stand San Francisco. So what's probably going to end up happening, you're going to have groups of states, you know, Texas, say Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, that are going to just say the hell with you. you people are all nuts. Um, you know, and, and then people from California. I mean, the liberals. What they tend to do um, is they tend, and this virus it kind of accelerated very much. I mean, they tend to ruin places and then leave, and that's what's happening in a, in a lot of places. You know, like, you know, California. They ruin California. You know, with the, all the problems they have, and then they, then they move to places like Texas, more conservative. And they end up, you know, they end up getting into politics and, and ruining those states. I mean, that's what happened in the state of Virginia. It used to be very conservative, but you know, they moved in and, and, and ruined it. As well as the illegal immigrants and the illegal voting and the voter fraud and all that. So, and, and people see what's going on. So you, you're going to have countries, you know, split into say six or seven sub countries. But that that's not going to work. I mean, that's but the Civil War was basically fought to to prevent that from happening. And that was, that was 150 years ago. So if it happens now. You know, if you're China, you're basically licking your chops. I mean, even even if they released this microbiological weapon too early by accident or whatever, you know, you're you're ready to, you know, how how the United States is going to defend itself from from a literal physical invasion? Uh, and the answer is it can't, because um, you know you got an aircraft carrier in the Pacific now that can't operate because it's you know its crew is infected with the with the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trump just called up a million reservists, um, so all the resources of the military are being pointed inward and don't forget you have you know i mentioned briefly before you have all kinds of characters coming across the you know the mexican border um you know look people looking to find a better life i get it and i'm not i'm not begrudging like i said you know i would do the same thing but i'm but there's a percentage of those people that are like i mentioned hezbollah uh, they're catching people from uh, all all countries all over the world i mean there were chinese i mean how many chinese uh, special forces. How many Hezbollah are in this country right now, ready to strike? You know, and not just cyber attacks. You got EMP. You know, they, they, you know, suicide bombers. You know, how much more chaos can this country take? I'm not sure it can. I mean, you just unleash all, all this chaos, and th- and then you move right in, and then at the top you have a sellout press, you have sellout politicians uh, that have been trying to get Trump out of office for th- three years. So you still got all those wounds, and, and they were all they were all sham investigations and and this sort of thing. Um, so you have all that going on, and on top of all that, now they want to. Now they're already in the midst of all this panic and whatever the severity of this disease is. They're already talking about investigating Trump for his response to the virus and meanwhile he's the one that literally saved their lives. I mean, it, there's another situation. as a Christian organization, um, mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell. You know, he's trying to set up tents in in New York and Central Park and. The mayor of New York's worried, well, you know, he's anti-gay. And I happen to be a Christian. I mean, maybe we can conclude with that, because I think that's very important here in this context. But anyway, um, you know, they're worried that he's he's prejudiced against gay people. Um, so they're going to monitor, you know, what he's doing and how he's helping people. So you, you can imagine, when I say these people are devils, I mean I mean that literally. I mean, you could imagine, here's a guy donating what he can, 60 hospital beds, plus workers, who happen to be Christians, Okay, to save them for a disease that they brought on themselves by voting uh, allowing this to happen and by voting these idiot politicians in. And on top of all that, you're you're worried about that they you don't agree with their their Christianity? They're li- they're literally there risking their lives to save your life just so you see where you see what we're dealing with in this nation. So you know, I, I'm almost, you know, I'm ashamed, I would say, I would be ashamed uh, to travel abroad, you know, if it was even possible right now. Because, you know, with people like Nancy Pelosi and, and, and these kinds of people, you know, and, and Hillary Clinton and, and, and these other disgusting politicians and, and what they're doing, what they're trying to do uh, to this country. And basically siding, what they're essentially doing is siding with China. Uh, I mean, it literally the press, CNN, they're basically just extensions because, you know, they're corporate. And they, I'm convinced they've been bought, bought and sold um, and, and that's another thing and I know I'm kind of, that's affecting the whole world. Is, I mean, I'm reading, I'm starting to read articles that, you know, that Chinese are shipping out defective masks and defective products. So it's not just the United States that's affected by these people. Um, yeah. And are they doing that on purpose? You know, you, know, you know, let me just conclude with this and people say, well, that's crazy. And I think I think this is just a 21st century version of, of history. I mean, Genghis Khan and and Mao and, and I'm picking on a Chinese Stalin Hitler. I mean, pick any number one of these people would, if they had access to a, a biological weapon that could take out the United States. I mean, no doubt. Hitler, I mean, Hitler could have put one on a, could have made a, a V1 or a V2 rocket that could reach New York or, you know, with a biological bomb. I mean, sure as sure as hell. You know, pun intended, that he would have he would have used it. So. Uh, you know, it's not without historical precedent. That's just man's inhumanity to man. Um, so that's why I say, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't think the United States survives this because there's, there's too many pressure points, there's too many fractures um, that this virus is opening up. And I, and I believe the fifth column that's trying to get rid of Donald Trump, the so-called shadow government, whatever you want to call it, what I call the un-American genocidal complex, which is the title of one of my books, is... Um, is 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 really running things and 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 trump's problem as was jfk john f kennedy is he's actually trying to take these people on um and and this this is really i believe what's going on behind the scenes and i think ultimately he will lose because he's just surrounded by too many traders um you know in the case of john you know john f kennedy i mean you may remember i wasn't even alive at the time but he was trying to take on the federal reserve and the central bank and the cia and all these kinds of things just as trump is trying to do um and they basically you know they shot him in broad daylight so every other president after him except maybe reagan a little bit but reagan reagan knew his limits but every other president after him kind of got the message and they, they're just paper pushing schmucks is really what the president presidency is i mean people americans and you know, i'm not sure how it is in other countries but americans go out and vote you know you get you get o'd at the democrats for four or eight years you go vote republican you know bush clinton clinton bush you know you throw in in an obama another con man another another smooth talking con man who's shooting his mouth off again by the way but anyway so i mean and and trump kind of came in and and busted up the club um and that was never supposed to happen so that's why you're seeing all this vitriol and like i said at the beginning he's eliciting all this vitriol so you know i guess i'm starting to repeat myself but you just have to look at the big picture so i I guess and and i hate to say this but i don't think the united states makes it out of this and um
1: where do you see europe in all of this because yeah, we also have, um, for example, like you said, with the defective masks, uh, we also here in Belgium got the same thing. Also here in Belgium, the other politicians are also um, going to question uh, our prime minister, our temporary prime minister even. Um, for how she handled the, the crisis at this moment. So there, the, the situation you're explaining that, that uh, people are questioning the leadership for how they react on this virus. Um, that situation is also happening here in Belgium, and I imagine other countries too. Um, but if, if America doesn't survive uh, this coronavirus, how, what, what would you see the impact on Europe?
0: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a geopolitical expert. But, you know, America, obviously, you know, the the buying and the selling, the travel, obviously, that would all come to an end. So you'd have immediate economic impacts. But, you know, who knows? I mean, the Chinese, the Chinese are out to dominate the world. I mean, let's let's just let's just let's just cut the junk right here and let's get right to the point. Uh, and this virus, uh, you know, was it or was supposed to be an opening salvo in, in, in that attempt to take over. They've been buying gold, them and the Russians. Um, you know, and, and, and dumping U.S. treasuries and, you know, so, you know, talk about that insanity, you know, I mean, here we are, I mean, this is a country that hates us and, and really wants to, needs to remove us so they can control the world, take over the world. So I think if the United States out of the way, I don't think that bodes well for Europe at all, um, actually. Um, you know, where do the Russians stand in all this? I don't know. I mean, I, I think Putin, I think Putin's an, an ultra-nationalist, and I'm, I don't know how great or good, but it seems like him and Trump are trying to cooperate on some kind of level, you know. And I, and I think they respect each other. They may not like each other, but I think they kind of respect each other. But I think at some point, I think Putin. When you know, when they get rid of Trump, I think Putin and, and 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 well, the Chinese already just hate everybody. I think they want to take over the world. I'm not talking about the Chinese government. I'm not talking about the people again. But anyway, I'm talking about governments when I when I use these names. But mm-hmm. I think what what may end up happening. And again, this just kind of overlaps. And you know, I don't really. He didn't really ask me, so I didn't really get into it. But, you know, the book of Revelation, um, and I predicted this years ago, um, you know, I'm not one of these, like, you know, rapture people, and, you know, I don't have time to get into it right now, but the scenario I broke down as I foresaw in Revelation was pretty much the way it's breaking down right now. So, in other words, the United States would be hit with some kind of very quick surprise attack, and then, you know, and, and taken away very quickly, and the rest of the world just be kind of sitting around shell shop and then you're going to have just wars breaking out everywhere because if you think about it the united states goes well first of all let's just say they get rid of trump and these maniacs half the country's not going to follow uh the new political leadership and that's just the way it is and i was talking about that before you know you're not really going to have a legitimate government in this country especially if you get these political fractures i was talking about and i think putin um, you know, he just had a just nothing else, just for survival of his own country. He he may end up, you know, throwing a couple bombs our way just just because he says these these people are crazy and they, and they have a they have a fully loaded nuclear arsenal, and nobody nobody really knows who's running the ship. I mean, I think it's to get that bad. And of course, if you're following the political situation, you know, everything was Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, and, and you know, Hillary's calling everybody a Russian agent, and Trump's colluding with Russia. So there's, you know, if you're Putin and you, and you didn't any of this, right? You're you're trying to get along with Trump, and you're trying to just. Run your own country and, and bring some kind of detente, or at least a mutual respect. And you're a, you're a nationalist, as is Trump. And all of a sudden, they get rid of Trump, and you have these maniacs running the country, and half the country not following them because they know they're maniacs. I mean, you may not have a choice but to throw a couple of nuclear bombs and say these these or some kind of invasion. These people are crazy. And of course, you got the Chinese, as I mentioned, uh, just looking to take over the world, just just like uh, you know, just like Genghis Khan. I mean, it's just eight hundred or whatever years later. It's no different. It's just different weapons. Um, you know, so you got them in the mix, and then the Chinese and the Russians never really got along. I mean, they were both communist powers but you know they, they they was always they never really got along themselves. Uh, and then you got Iran in the mix, you know, you got the Saudis with this oil war going on. I, I think you're just gonna have bedlam. I mean, the unifying force for better or for worse than the United States is not there. you know, you you're gonna have bedlam and and I think you know and then you got Israel in the middle. now, Israel's we have been protecting Israel. Um, now, now they're not, you know, where's their protector now, you know, you got 200 million uh, Middle Easterners that are going to make a move on Israel with the United States out of the way. And that's the scenario I predicted. So I'm, I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope and I'm not a geopolitical expert, but that's the way it seems the way things are going. So I guess the way to conclude is this, this thing is, you know, is way bigger than the coronavirus. I, I, I think it's way bigger. I think there's, there's just chess pieces that are being played. And, and Trump knows this. Trump won't come out and say it because he's a very intelligent guy. But I, I think he may know this. Um, and, I, you know, and There may be a reason why he's calling up a million reservists because he knows. He's, maybe he's expecting some kind of Red Dawn invasion uh, of this country. Maybe the virus, and he's using the virus as cover to get all these people ready for what's going on. Um, and, and this sort of thing, and that may be, the, you know, the, the push for gun control. I mean, Hitler didn't go. What was it Switzerland, right? I mean, Hitler never invaded Switzerland because he was, I think, he was scared of the. Everybody had a gun. He, you, know, you know, he knew they were, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, you got a lot of that going on. So, um, you know, I guess just to kind of jump into the religious, I man, my website's box of sunglasses.com, and I don't know what the religion of you guys or people in Europe or people listening, but. You know, it's universal and I suggest people, um, I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't advertise and all that. There's a couple no, of but books it's on
1: there. Because uh, I was, wanted to ask about, you mentioned that you wrote a book earlier. So I was, my next question was definitely going to be um, for people that are listening right now and want to read more and, and where can they find your books? Where, where can they buy your books? Where can they?
0: Well, the website is boxofsunglasses.com. That's all one word. It's named after I don't know how familiar, in it was a very popular movie here, you know, back in the eighties called "They Live" by John Carpenter. Um, and I'm going really, to go too deeply into it. It's basically the situation where the government controls people by just propaganda and all this sort of thing. And and, and and you know, the main actor finds a box loaded with sunglasses. He puts them on, and he kind of sees things the way they are. So that's the website, and then. You know, there's information on there. as God's simple salvation plan, as I mentioned, because ultimately the creator of the universe is, is going to be in charge. He needs to be in charge of this mess because we've messed this whole thing up ourselves. But anyway, and then a book on there, The Un-American Genocidal Complex, where where I trace the um, the American, the Anglo-American support for Hitler um, you know, through the American genetics movement, Darwinism, social Darwinism. Um, you know, and, and basically where Hitler got a lot of his ideas from in, in terms of uh, the master race. You know, he had his own problems, but you know the inspiration um, he got from you know progressives and intellectuals in this country, and, and it, you had this kind of intercontinental love fest. You know, a lot of people don't know this going on before World War II uh, between you know between Hitler and, and American you know academics and experts and people that were you know interested in evolution and this sort of thing, and of course that's also spawned Marx and. And Stalin and Mao and these kinds of people, and and it goes into the AIDS virus, uh, which I'm convinced was um, was man-made. Uh, but that was basically child's play compared to what has been going on, and that was back in the 80s. But compared to the advances in technology and and, and basically manipulating animal viruses and adapting them to, to humans and this sort of thing, you know that, that kind of chicanery and evil has been going on. Um, and you know at the time I wasn't wasn't very popular position, but more and more people are starting to figure it out that maybe. I'm not so crazy, but that's covered, you know, in, in my book, the Un-American Genocidal Complex, and I have another book, uh, very shorter than that, it's called Please to Meet You, um, and that's off, obviously based off, you know, The Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil, and that's more of a kind of a Orwell's 1984 conversation between a Satan character and, and characters out of Orwell's 1984 and what I call the Shadow Government and. They, they discuss world history going back and, 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 you know, if you can kind of you know, if you remember the words from For the Devil, you know, like, Doubt and Pain, you know, and, and you know, I wrote a tank in a general's rank and that sort of thing. So I kind of interject lines from that song and into the book and along the conversation and it's kind of tries to put a logical, uh, uh, style, like a logical explanation for what's going on in a world that's going fundamentally insane as we speak. Um, and I think you know, certainly seeing it here in the United States, and you know, I mean, you're certainly seeing it there in Europe. And I, look, I'm not a well-traveled person. I'm not a geopolitical expert, but I read and I, you know, and I see what's going on. You know, with your leadership and uh, you know, importing all these uh, migrants from from poor countries. And again, I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't be doing the same thing, but there's an ulterior motive. Um, that, you know, you're being overrun. Your demographics are being overrun, as is. They're trying to attempt here, and it's not about helping these people. It's about bringing them in to overload the system as well as get votes I mean, they they just want these people voting for them is is all it boils down to and and they do it through, you know, welfare and and, and EBT cards, we call them EBT cards and snap cards, you you walk into any store and you buy you get quote, free food, but you know, once the government gives you something for free you become dependent on the government anytime the government wants, they can take that quote, free stuff right back and that's that's really it's not over the honey trap. It, it's it's really not about helping people. And so I say these these people are devils and and, and you're you know, to conclude the, the virus is accentuating and accelerating and, and, and exposing these people for what they really are. And um, you know, I, I really hope I'm wrong, but I'm I'm not sure Donald Trump is able to overcome all this and does not end well, uh, as I was mentioning. Um yeah.
1: So no, we should anyway. definitely do um, a follow-up interview in, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And again, we can see how the situation evolved uh, after this interview. Um, now, of course, I want to thank you for taking the time to have this interview. We, I know we have uh, quite some hours difference between us and I still have a, a whole evening ahead of you.
0: Yes, well, and I, I appreciate you having me on and, and, and listening to me and... Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, we can uh, Skype, message each other. Let me know, you know, when when you want to have me back, and you know, in a few weeks or whatever, we'll see where we're at, and um, okay. take it from there.
1: Thanks again, and okay. we'll see each other then very soon.
0: All right, thank you. God bless. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.